You are now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. 3 Plus 1 is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Wednesday, and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast, where we are joined by Let's Talk Tazzy. What's going on? And the one and only actress, Tracy Bonner. So, how has the week been so for you so far, Tracy? How has your week been? It's been good. Um, started off the week with a screening of a show that I'll be in, Creep Show, that's coming out. It's on uh, the Shutter streaming app, so please get that and watch the old school Creep Show. Is it is it free? Uh, uh, for seven cost? days, you know, <laughs> but I, I, you can get a year for like fifty six bucks. Um, okay, so it's like four sixty five a month. In so many ways, streaming may very well be the future of how we watch and view television because everyone's getting into that arena. Tazzy, how has your week been? It's been great. I'm tired. What's happening this weekend? Woo! This weekend is homecoming actually. The GSU Panthers yes, having their homecoming. And so you're going to go to that? Yeah, I'll be at homecoming. Um, With the Al- uh, AKAs, the Alpha Kappa Alphas? Yes. Shout out to my sorors. We'll be out there. Come visit our tent. Y'all know where Adam is going to be at. We'll have the tent and we have um, our huge banners and everything out there. So you know where to find us. And will there be food in the tent? Yes. We always have food. We have a, a, a bar, pop-up bar set up and everything. So what kind of food will there be? Um, this year, I think it's barbecue themed. What time are you going to be? I'm going to come. I'm going to come. And, and I, know, I know that many of the uh, sorority sisters that you have listen to the podcast. They do. They love and the so podcast. I want to come me. so they can see me in person and know that I'm not a 60-year-old man. Oh, so I'm going to come and, 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 as, as as sexy fine as I can be. Oh, yeah. to see okay. them. So what time will this be? Um, I do not know what time. Actually, what's crazy is they just had a meeting on Sunday a couple days ago. Um, is when we had our what is it, what is it called? Like a pick planning up, session. Pickup party. No, it's already planned. But we go to pick up our T-shirts because you know we all wear mm-hmm. the same shirt and our chapter gift. Um, and your wristband so that you have access to uh, the food and different stuff like that. So Sunday, they just did that. I wasn't able to make it. Um, and yeah, that's when they find out the time. So I'm sure I can call. What time is the game? game? I don't know that either. Uh, okay. I don't ever go to the game. Like, they spend the whole day tailgating. Tailgating. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Saturday, I will be spending that morning running a half marathon. So there's a race half marathon here in Atlanta. Uh, it's a huge collective of black run groups coming together for this really awesome uh, half marathon. They also have a 5K option, and so it actually starts at my church, Impact Church, and extends throughout this really awesome community in Atlanta. But after the half marathon concludes, and if I have any energy left, I will come out and get a plate, get a get a, a K plate from the ladies <laughs> of Alpha Kappa Alpha at Georgia State University. Yeah, shout Tracy, out to you. Any big plans for your weekend? What's this weekend, honey? I don't know my name. Um, <laughs> Working out, definitely, on Saturday, but I, I don't know. It's too far to think about that. So, you know, <laughs> when you talk about your career as an actress, 
How important has your physical fitness been in that journey? It's been extremely important um, because uh, I think I said this in an, another podcast. It we get told no, we get rejected a lot. We're mm-hmm. under a lot of stress as actors, so it's just it's good to have a release, but it's also good to stay physically fit as well. Right. Um, because you know Hollywood is not too fond of the thick girl. I wish they would be more yeah. fond of us. <laughs> so it's, it's just like good they make to... it seem like it's only space for two of them. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you gotta stay in shape. But I, I, I just believe in physical fitness all the way around. So So workout is top priority this week. Yeah, top priority because, you know, I had Zaxby's. Oh my God. So. <laughs> And as we know, Dee Dee works out constantly all the time. All the time. Have you ever been to any of those uh, cycling classes? The insane cycling classes? Absolutely. Ooh. But, you know, I, I try to keep up with him, but I can't. I can't. That double time crap is team too much for me. Them cl- the classes look intense. They are, and they're fun. You're going to sweat. You're going to lose all your calories. And uh, you might die at the end, but (laughs) typically uh, on a Monday through Friday spin class, I burn about between seven and eight hundred calories. But every Saturday at spin, I lose, I burn a thousand plus plus calories. So it's just a great workout, and it's just really good if you're continuously trying to you know burn calories and stay in a caloric deficit. Tracy, when we talk about your uh, career path as an actress, I know that there have been performers who have inspired you. Who are your performance role models? Oh, my goodness. Um, Jennifer Lewis is probably one of my absolute favorites. Fellow cancer. Yeah. I I followed her career when I was young, but now um, seeing how she's just really... I think in this industry, we get put in a box, and she was put in this box of being the mother. And she adopted that as being now the mother of Hollywood. And she was able to really um, uh, excel in that. And so it's like she took something that could have been negative, mm-hmm. stereotype, and made it a positive. So she's really somebody that I look up to. Um, I like uh, Idris Elba. Um not just because he's British and has that accent, but that man fine. <laughs> but I just feel like he he morphs into someone else. When I don't see you in something in every movie or TV show that you're in, if when I see you morph into something else, that's what to me makes a, a great great actor. So and so it's, and so you feel like Idris Elba has he morphs and he gives you yeah. that experience. I don't see that same thing over and over. And although I would never ask you to disparage an entertainer, I am going to somewhat ask: Is there anyone out there that you feel maybe a little bit overrated that you just don't see their art in the way that the rest of society may see their art? Um, there's not a one person that I can just say. I will say there are some, and nothing against Instagram artists, but a lot of these new social media artists um, that have been given platforms and given opportunities, and you see them, and you're like, that's they chose that. They chose someone who had more followers mm-hmm. than than someone who had talent. So those Is are there the an ones example? That, I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. There's an example that comes to mind because like, I actually enjoy, I don't know her name. Uh, the young lady uh, who was like became Instagram famous for her like dating oh. scenarios, uh-huh. and now she's Be on Simone. the black 
woman sketch show. Is it B. Simone? I don't think it's B. Simone. Mm. She's on the Black Lady Sketch Show. Oh, on Quinta. A- Quinta. I think Quinta is so funny. Quinta is really funny on Instagram, but on the Black Woman or Black Lady Sketch Show, she is not up to par with the rest of that cast. Not yet. The Which one is show Quinta? is terrible. The show isn't great. The show is terrible across the board. It's not great, but Quinta, Quinta is funny. Like, if you know Quinta's comedy or what she's been forced to do or her her character, it matches her comedy. She's funny. The rest of it, Robin Feed is not funny She's not at funny. all. So for I you agree. to be up here and be like, Quinta is not at the caliber of the rest of them. Robin maybe Thede is I not expect, funny. Maybe I expected more from her because of her Instagram. She can't. She's not the star. She didn't create the show. She just mm-hmm. has to do the content they give her, which sucks because Quinta should go make her own show and get some creative yeah. control and do that. It would be so successful. You think it would be? But Robin, so Quinta, if you're listening, yeah, Tazzy wants to work with you and help you cast. Yes, out, girl. Cast out Let's go, Quinta. So I think okay, that, that would be some examples. So one, I saw you. Of course, I'm a huge Queen Sugar fan. Tazzy and I have talked about the show. We've liked it from its beginning, and you had a cameo appearance on the show. It was a couple episodes. You did a great job. So how was that experience for you working on that show? Oh God, it was. It was amazing on so many uh, fronts. Um, that show is is run by women, so that was and women of color. Um, having a, a black female director was awesome. Black female di- uh, producer, executive producer was dope. Um, black writer, you know. So that experience alone, and um, the cast was really nice. I only really worked with one person, Dawn. Shout out to her. She she was absolutely amazing. When you go on these shows, the stars of the show sometimes can make you feel like you are not a part of. Um, the experience. The experience. The show. And to have her welcome me and say, hey, you want to run lines? Like, that's rare. Um, so it helped me to build a relationship right. with her, a rapport, for however long. We were only on set maybe eight hours, but it was I, I felt more comfortable and confident now. Right. I don't have to feel stressed out. I can't tell you how many sets I've been on where I felt stressed out because the lead was not very welcoming. I'm not saying kiss my ass, but I am saying say hello. <laughs> you know, and acknowledge be professional, be courteous, yeah, and be a human. Yeah, but it was a it was a beautiful experience, and um, unfortunately, I was supposed to be on more episodes, but they cut me out. I thought it was because of my acting. I'm hoping that was not the case. Um, I saw the episode and thought it was a really good. We had a good chemistry, um, but yeah, it was, it was nice. It was beautiful. And good it was experience. in New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat that. But, I mean, you know, it's a limited run, 13 episodes, so mm-hmm. I'm certain they had to really try to condense down to get to where they wanted to go. And it seemed like they wrapped up a variety, everything on the show wrapped up, but one storyline. So yeah. we'll, I'm interested to see where they're going to continue to take the show uh, when they return next season. What is, uh, I, maybe, you know, are wondering where they're going to take the show we don't have to worry about, about where a Princeton grad will be spending the rest of his time uh, after he has murdered his dad for reducing his allowance. Thomas Gilbert Jr. killed his father after his $1,000 weekly allowance was gradually decreased to $300 a week. His lawyer and his mother said he's mentally ill and must appeal this long sentence. Um... What are your thoughts over this situation? The man, the, the Thomas Gilbert Sr. was supposedly a beloved member of his family and community. 
Um, and the his son was angry in 2004, walked into the apartment, shot and killed him, placed a gun in his father's hand to make it seem like a suicide, and that was ruled to not be the case. I am sick and tired of um, what seems to be uh, an allowance for white men in particular to have mental diseases when they commit crimes. Okay. Wow. Are you going to do all this crumbling while we're on the air as if it doesn't pick up? And Go ahead and open this bag of chips, please, right now. And I do think your caloric deficit <laughs> will Actually, not be met today. They're rare. Really. Um, but yeah, he's the epitome of white privilege. I mean, you cannot blame every mass shooting, every accidental shooting on uh, mental illness or exhaustion. And mm-hmm. I'm just sick of, mm-hmm. of that. So lock his ass up for I'm killing his father. about for- the fact that this man who was grown and of age was receiving a thousand dollar a thousand dollars wild and then wild. you get angry about it and you killed your father because of it that's a lot of money a lot. Good job. that's more receive. than a teacher correct tax free so this man was getting four thousand dollars a month in an allowance so you know i do agree there's that definitely rings of a type of privilege I, you know period yeah. and i think it's really disappointing i think that needs to be unpacked a little bit more as well. How common do you think this may be that grown adults get allowances for their parents? <laughs> I don't know how common that is, but I watch a lot of Crime Watch daily. And there's a lot of, uh, unfortunately, a lot of white male um, kids that behave this way. And their parents take up for them. You know, uh, my mama would not take up for me. She would not call this a mental illness. She would be saddened by this, but she would say, you did the crime. You have to do the time. And I would have to own up to it. So, well, I'm glad they locked him up. 30 years to life. See ya. Ain't no $1,000. You're not even getting your $300 anymore a week <laughs> right. that you kill him about. You're, you're going to jail. You could have just got a job with your grown ass. 30 years old. But he thought, and he went to. He's a graduate of Princeton. He he has a, a you know a, a prestigious Ivy League education. And what's crazy is he was probably getting that thousand dollars a week, and they on, top. on top of them already paying his rent. He probably had a car he wasn't paying for as well. You're you're making a full salary, not mm-hmm. doing shit. Selfish. Let's spoil white people. Mm. But you know, are there also though black people, Tazzy, that probably fall into the How same? How many stories have you seen about uh, a grown black man getting allowance from his family, and then when his daddy said, "Let me cut this down," kills him? I have never exactly. I've never. I've yet to see that. But I. I've, oh, it would have been on the news because it would have been a black man. It would have been a huge story. So yeah. I think that perhaps. What? I don't necessarily think okay. it's a race issue, but. Oh. Um. I think it does qualify it as does. a race issue. We do. We do <laughs> have to try love, trying to act like it's not. We do have to acknowledge some of the uh, privileges that white people feel like they have. 30 so. years old getting a But I don't think this was a white privilege as much as it is a maybe a, a wealthy privilege. But maybe. So is it privilege? No, it's white privilege because so is, that is, white is, man felt so entitled and was so upset. He's, he feels entitled in the world. So he felt entitled in his personal life with his family to, get to the more. point mm-hmm. of... How dare you cut me off or lower the amount you're giving me? Now I'm going to kill you. That's white privilege. 
I'm sure black people be giving their kids money all the time, but they don't feel that privilege in the world enough to come back and be like, I'm going to kill you because you lowered it. That's a really good explanation of how privilege comes in play. I, I have to say that it is. So, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira were announced last week to perform at the Super Bowl uh, in 2020 uh, in Miami. So, what do we think about this? Snooze fest. I won't be watching. Snooze fest you won't be watching. No. Tracy, are you also... I couldn't care less either way. Yeah. I don't ever really watch the Super Bowl halftime anyway, so... Last time I watched the good halftime shows when Beyonce was up there showing out. And Bruno Mars. I will say oh, Bruno Mars Bruno. Has, was phenomenal. But I will say a lot of artists are upset who are from the Miami area about this. What's confusing to me, though, is that we're supposed to be boycotting the NFL. And, for example, last year, uh, Atlanta hosted the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the Super Bowl. Was it the Super, Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. Super Bowl. And... They contacted all these Atlanta artists and they said no. They turned them down and then they bring some Maroon 5 or somebody into the city and then everybody's up in arms. Well, you were boycotting the damn NFL. So why are you upset that they got somebody else? So NFL probably was like, we're not even going to ask Trick Daddy and all of them to perform mm-hmm. because they, they probably let Trick Daddy perform. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> no, I, I get your point. I saw Uncle way. Luke. Uh, I, the reason I said that is because yeah. Uncle Luke came on. Uh, it was on the, uh, the shade room that he was upset. How dare you come to my city and not ask me? Well, you're probably we're gonna turn it down. That's what. Well, they they're saying that now with Jay Z being in la- in league with the Super Bowl, that mm-hmm. that because Jay Z had a large a lot to do with his decision. Shakira, who we haven't really heard new music from in a while, that was successful, although she's continued to be a very successful performer in the Latin world, mm-hmm. is signed to the Rock Nation. You know, that's one of his artists. Okay. So he, of course, made sure that she was frontline headliner for this project. That's a that's a business move. I think many people were thinking that because he's a, a, attached that the boy. I think people are saying or thinking the boycott is over. Jay Z gonna do what he has to do for himself and his. Money. So is the boycott over? There was never really a boycott. Now nah. think about the boycotts in the sixties, the bus boycott in the fifties. There was a goal attached to it. We okay. Stop. We're not watching the NFL for what. There's no end game to this. There's no so, point. Like we don't have a goal. Yeah. Yet. And and because there was no strategy behind it, I just think the boycott faltered because of That's that. a good point. It's not just a matter of saying we want to impact the financial revenue of the organization, but we want something in exchange for coming back and ending the boycott. Yes. So what could uh, the Black Lives Matter movement had, what could they have done to stop? Or, you know, what could they have asked for? What should they ask for? We, we, I say we, because mm. I <laughs> agree with a lot of the Black Lives Matter movement. We should have come to the table to sit down with the NFL and Kaepernick and explain to them why he's chosen to do this, even though he did it eloquently. But explain to them, here are the major reasons. And maybe you can be a beacon of light to those majority white people that come to your games Mm -hmm. and that watch your games, that you can explain to them why this is important to the African-American community. And bring in the... uh, the man in blue, too. And, and let's have a dialogue. Let's come up with strategies in ways. And also get his man his job back. 
because this isn't this is a huge community wide issue. Mm-hmm. This isn't just a Kaepernick kneeling issue. It's a community wide issue. So I feel like the leaders of that movement missed that opportunity or didn't take the opportunity to find one particular leader to. To, to rally behind, mobilize, yeah. and say, this is what we now yeah. want. Well, hopefully they can get it all together and um, figure out a new strategy because this boycott does not seem to be real. But speaking of Beyonce's husband, Beyonce is back in the news because Twitter users are criticizing Bette Midler for calling on Beyonce fans to defeat Trump. Um, Bette basically called on Beyonce's dedicated fans, known as the Beehive, to mobilize and defeat President Trump in 2020 election, and some Twitter users had feelings. The Hello Dolly entertainer tweeted about Beyonce's large social media platform on Thursday, noting that Homecoming, the Homecoming star, has some 133 million followers on Instagram. More than double the people who voted for, this is her quote, more than double the people who voted for Trump, Midler wrote. Wouldn't it be amazing if the Beehive mobilized to defeat him? I also wouldn't mind if a regular Beehive fucked his shit up. First of all, man, mind your fucking business because it is not up to the beehive to defeat President Trump. Secondly, we all know that he didn't get the popular vote. So I don't know what you want us to do as the beehive. And first of all, y'all always calling on black women to handle something. Like, I know we are the supreme, the creators of all things great, but don't you dare get on this internet and try to make it seem like Beyonce has the key to ending Trump and all of these different things. Don't you dare try to put that on her back. How dare you? (laughs) Well, you know, Taz, you bring up some great points, but guess what? A number of white Twitter followers immediately attacked Bette Miller when she wrote this. Uh, an example is author Roxane Gay, who said you should probably talk to the 53% of white women who voted for Trump instead of expecting black women to carry this water. Amen. Um, another person uh, you know, stated that um, women who look like Beyonce did not elect Trump. Women who look like us did. And that came from uh, actress, I mean, act, yeah, actress Ashley Atkinson. Um, and then she also stated that we need to get our white ladies in line before we ask women of color to mobilize Thank yet you. again to save our asses in a system where they are not, nor have they ever been treated equally. Mm. So those are some of the responses that Bette Midler got. I don't know if poor Bette Midler... You know, I don't think she expected this Idiot. type of What's response. Wouldn't it be amazing if you and y'all's white girl have mobilized them trifling white women that voted for that asshole instead of asking black women to swoop in and save y'all from yourselves? Thanks. I didn't read that tweet because I thought it was very loaded mm. and a very harsh statement. Uh, Are we reading statement. it? But, but what's well, wrong? You, you've read it. What's wrong with being harsh? I'm tired of Thank you. us feeling like we can't call people to the carpet. Because they are de- they don't ever hold their tongues when it comes to us. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Yeah. But all of a sudden, I'm supposed to be, oh, let me not say this little tweet because it, it's, it's loaded like you just said. No. Listen to what we have to say. Like, this is some reality here. Bet. How dare you try to be like Beyonce and your crew save the world. Bet. You and the white women you look like had the power to do some shit. But what do you do? Nothing. Like this other white woman said, y'all voted for Trump. You need to get them in line. Don't be asking women of color, specifically black women, to come save your ass again. 
Well, cancel her, Dee Dee. I do think had she said something to <laughs> cancel me. Bette Miller. Yes, cancel her. I don't think Bette Miller knew what she was saying, and oh, I don't think I didn't find it to be that could be the defense of everybody that you canceled. No, I don't before. think that Bette Miller. I'm not exceptionally offended by what she stated. Yeah. Mm. I think it's a lot to say uh, about the power of social media, and so I mean we do need to call certain people to the carpet. These white women were not are not going to vote against Trump. So a lot of the beehive supporters do, I believe, need to come out in droves. Because we didn't in the last election. Do you Beyonce did, you know, she and Jay-Z both supported Hillary Clinton. They did like work around the election and the campaign. It just didn't unfortunately mobilize, you know. And a lot of her beehives, let's be honest, are not black. It's a mix, yeah, it's a variety of people. But she didn't say black. She didn't say she I want beehive. black. She said beehive. So. so I think the black people right. assume. That's why there's no reason to cancel Ben because of this. Beyonce, and, like, don't uh, say Beyonce's name <coughs> is the problem right there. <laughs> like, Beyonce is a black woman, and you want this black woman's following to help you do some shit. There's what Ariana, all the other white girls that be singing, they have hundreds of millions of followers too. Why don't you call one of them out and say you get your crew to come do something? That's true. She could have called Taylor. Swift. You could have called Taylor Swift. Taylor fucking Swift. Right. Exactly. Don't call on this black woman. You ah ah. Well, she called. But let's think about it though. She called on black women because black women get shit done, but. Yeah. White women still need to be held accountable for never getting shit done. And then now y'all scared. Oh, let me go get a black woman to help me fight this battle. No, bitch, because y'all ain't never standing up next to us when some shit going on. And that's another yeah. issue that I have, too. Black women love being at the, the helm of helping other people. But where are other people when some shit is going down with us? Mm-hmm. So, no, don't ask me and my crew to do shit. Okay, get Taylor, Ariana, all them others, and with they hundreds of thousands of millions of followers to do something. And I'm going to stand on that forever. That, what they say, does the hill you want to die on? Yes, it is. What? Well, you know, yeah. I mean, that, that was, was a very, that was a valid, you made some, you made some points. You made some points. I will say, I agree that there are a variety of artists who should be mobilizing to fight you know, against the corruption of the Trump administration, mm-hmm. 93% of African-American women who voted in the 2016 election voted for Hillary Clinton, whereas, unfortunately, only 86% of African-American men voted for Hillary Clinton, but only but 53% of white women voted for Donald Trump. So those are some of the race breakdown demographics, uh, racial demographics from the last election. Not knowing what this next election will hold, Tracy, one thing that we talked about continuously on the podcast is the 2020 election. Do you have a candidate who's emerged as your personal favorite? No. No, I'm, I'm just going to speak honestly about it. I was going to support um, Biden. And to be honest, it was because he was attached to President Obama. Um, but now that I'm learning a little bit more about his past that I didn't learn when he was vice president, I'm like, oh, God. And his comment about oh, poor God, kids poor and white kids, kids. And black neighborhoods and stuff like that. Ooh. So now I'm just kind of like, I like Bernie, but I think he old. A lot of these people are old. 
Um, I like Elizabeth Warren, but I also, there are some things that I don't like about her. I think Kamala is, I, I, she's a difficult I like I wanna like her, but then I'm I don't. But she's just not likable. Yeah, it's something. To you, it's something about the way she speaks. Uh, there is a lot of hesitation, and and if you just watch her interviews, she doesn't sound confident. In There's a level things. of authenticity that's like authentic behavior that you're not getting. Yeah, it's something about her that I'm like, this is rehearsed. Mm. Um, I like Cory Booker. I just don't think he has the charisma. Uh, that he needs to galvanize uh, a large following. He eats the Beyond Meat burgers. He's a vegan. Okay, vegan. But there's nobody that has emerged, but I do not think (laughs) we can let Trump get in office another four years because if we do, we're done. Like, I I really do. I think we'll be in a true dictatorship after that. That's how I feel about the situation. Has any candidate in the, as we've been watching through? We talk about this every week. These people know who I'm voting for. Who? Elizabeth at this point. No, no change. No change. Nobody's changed my mind. I am leaning towards Elizabeth, but I'm still holding out hope for Julian Castro. And so we'll see what happens this week, ladies, as we proceed into next week and our next guest. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Tracy, what a great week we've had. I appreciate you for coming out three days and being with us. Tazzy? Until next time, thank you all for tuning in. We love you. We wish you the best. Enjoy the rest of your week. And to all the Panthers out there, I'll see y'all at homecoming. What you guys say, Didi? That's it? All right. Bye, guys. See you next week.